Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. From tequila in Mexico to Chinese stocks, Patrick Chavonic joins us now. Chinese stocks uh, have been under pressure this year, but some news about the MSCI Global Market Indexes helped give them quite a boost today. Patrick, of course, is chief strategist at Silvercrest Asset Management. Welcome, Patrick. Hello. So what a day in that one-minute like crash in the Chinese stock market. Uh, what do you make – first of all, what happened today, and what do you think drove it? Um, I'm, you, you, you got me – you caught me a little bit off. Can you, can you tell me The Chinese stock market, we had the, we had the boost today. We had uh, Goldman Sachs saying it was likely the nation's shares would be included in the MSCI Global Benchmark Index, the Shanghai Composite up 3.3%. Uh, and then, of course, we did have that momentary, that one-minute downdraft in the stock market, which apparently had to do with just some of the speculation around this whole question okay. of whether the Chinese stocks will get in in the MSCI. Because this, this has been an ongoing story, and I'm glad you filled me in on the latest, but this has been an ongoing story where last year there was a lot of talk about China's stock market uh, domestic shares being added to the MSCI index. Uh, it's kind of come around again uh, this year, uh, and and I was afraid from your statement that they had made a decision, but, but essentially there's, just like last year, there's a lot of talk that if they do include them in the global indices, that this will cause a rush of, of investors into those shares. And so there's a lot of speculation, uh, but there's also a lot of downside to China's market. You know, they have spent the last year intervening uh, in order to keep the Chinese stock market up. And so, um, so this is kind of a tug of war between expectations. Is the market overvalued, as a lot of people think? I would argue it is. Uh, or are, are we just on the verge of a whole bunch of new investors coming in? Patrick, I'm wondering if we could just focus on the United States for a moment and tell me some of the concerns that you have over the performance of the U.S. economy, beginning with inventory to sales ratios. What does that mean and why are you concerned? Well, over the past year, uh, we've seen uh, inventories rise. Uh, they as as a the relative to to sales part of that is because sales have have been stumbling a little bit we got some good news today uh with the biggest surge in in um in consumer spending uh monthly surge since the beginning of the um uh beginning of the recovery but uh this has been an ongoing issue and and it's something where it's it's a drag on the willingness of 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 businesses to ramp up output and to stock and, and to stockpile more inventory because they are concerned that they don't necessarily with these elevated inventory numbers that demand so far hasn't materialized. So it's not necessarily an indicator of an imminent recession, but it is a vulnerability point in the U.S. economy. You know the Federal Reserve. Um cut back its dot plot, you know, not four rate hikes in 2016, just two after all the 
volatility in global markets, particularly in China, and the slowdown in China, how far it would go. The yuan continues to weaken. This is a real big story in China. Uh, what? How does China look to you? Because that's another reason why the stock market is under pressure. But when you see a jump like today, I think after the stock market gets beaten up in China, uh, you think maybe it's time to hop in. I think you're saying it isn't. Yeah, I think you've got to separate um, the fundamentals of the Chinese economy, which continue to slow. Despite there was a lot of talk just in the past couple of months about that China would pour in more stimulus and that the Chinese economy would turn around. I think there's a gradual realization that that has not happened. Uh, that that more credit is not really helping to boost the Chinese economy. Uh, so you've got the fundamentals, which are poor and perhaps getting worse. And then you've got sort of the speculative angle uh, that, that uh, uh, are they going to suddenly open the floodgates and, and it's going to cause a lot of people to rush in. But remember, a year ago, the same conversation was taking place. MSCI chose not to include them. And that, I think, was – that really was kind of the, the, the peak of the bubble in China. And what happened was – uh, there was a shift from, oh, all this money is going to flow in to a refocus on fundamentals, and then the bottom fell out of the market uh, when they focused on those fundamentals. So, you know, I think people need to get people need to be wary about getting caught up in the hype of China being added to the MSCI index as though that somehow changes the trajectory of the Chinese economy, which it doesn't. Patrick, what about the trajectory of emerging markets such as Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia? those countries that depend in some symbiotic way on what goes on in China? Really depends on what the relationship is uh, with China. Some of them uh, are feeding China's investment boom or have fed China's investment boom. For instance, Indonesia exporting coal to China, that has been hit very hard. Uh, but there are other ways where they compete with China. And so Vietnam, for instance, is a potential potentially benefits from some of the difficulties that the Chinese economy is having right now. And in, in terms of uh, emerging markets more broadly, you know, we like to throw everything into a bucket of emerging markets and say which way are emerging markets going to go? Are they better or worse bet than developed markets? But the list that you know, the list that you ran off, and, and we could, you know, make it a much even longer list, kind of highlights the fact that we're not talking about a single story here. We're talking about different stories. Some of these, some of these economies are commodity producers. Some of them are, com are commodity importers. Some of them are moving forward with reforms. Some of them are backtracking. Some of them are tied to China and China's investment boom. Some of them are tied to Europe. Some of them are tied, like Mexico, to okay. the United States. So we can Thank you very much, Patrick Chovanek. He is Managing Director's Chief Strategist, Silvercrest Asset Management. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.